How good was that? Worship. Crazy town, yeah? Just amazing. Being in the presence of God and just your spirit arriving. Unbelievable. Like just having those moments is incredible. You can't, um, I know, you just can't describe it. It's hard. You just get lost and God is in this moment. And I think we, we as a family, we embrace that. It's so great. Let's get used to it. Because when we get to glory, we'll be doing that 24-7, yeah? 24 hours a day, 7 hours a week, praising our God. Oh, I'm standing up for such a long time, my feet are getting sore. Then sit down, that's okay. So, um, but praise our God through all things. Hallelujah. Our God reigns. Well, good morning, church. Good to have you all here. Um, Welcome to any visitors that have come here for the first time. Um, We're a family. We are our community. We are very much a family in the way we operate together. We embrace love. We do life together. And... um, so welcome, great to have you here, so great to be here and sharing this meeting with us. I was once driving through the back roads of uh, Upper Coomera and uh, I came across, chained to a tree, this 14-foot catamaran. Now those of you that know me know I'm into sailing a little bit, boats and whatnot. And this particular catamaran, little 14-footer, you know the ones that you hire from the broadwater, or used to be able to hire on the broadwater, you know those little ones? And... Um, this one, chained to a tree, completely clapped out. The paint was peeling, little fiberglass number. Uh, the decks were all cracked, holes. All the, uh, all the wires that hold up the mast, the shrouds we call them. So the wires are all tangled and a mess. The trailer was only just okay. But... Uh, it wasn't actually uh, good for anything anymore. In fact, I would probably say condemned to be thrown away, done away with. There was a sign on it, it said 300 bucks, as is, and a phone number. So I thought, oh, hello, opportunity. So I ring the bloke, give him the money, and I drag this thing home. It sits in my yard. And over the next few weeks, I gradually and lovingly, I sand it back, fix all the holes in the deck, fill them, sand them. I give it a beautiful coat of high-gloss paint. I replace all the wires that hold up the mast. So then I hoisted the mast, got that sail up. And before I knew it, I was gliding on the ocean. Down on the broadwater, and it was doing what it was actually designed to do. It had been completely and fully transformed. Just beautiful, the way it was designed to be. It was originally condemned to the scrap heap. It was bought at a price and saved. Formed by the hands of its new owner. Romans 8, verse 1 and 2. Therefore, no condemnation for those who are in Christ Jesus, because through Christ Jesus, the law of the Spirit who gives life has set you free from the law of sin and death. What a beautiful... 
morning, family, is my position, my response. Let's pray together. Lord and Heavenly Father, we pray that we will never ever take this for granted. Our God, the creator of all things, You are so incredible. We thank you that we can come to you as kids, as children. And Father, I pray that this morning will be to your honour and to your glory. That your Holy Spirit will shine through me. That the words are spoken as I become smaller, that you become greater. God, I thank you for us as a family and I pray for this time that our hearts will be, will be touched by your spirit and by your word. By the touching of your spirit and renewed in only the way that you can do. Father, I thank you and I pray all these things in your precious name. Jesus, amen. Our text this morning uh, will be verse 1 of uh, Romans 8. Um, Not up there, no. Can we just go back? Thank you. Right there. Yep, thank you. So, uh, yeah, our text will be uh, verse 1 of Romans 8. And our focus will be on the first phrase of verse 1 to begin with. There is now no condemnation. There is now no condemnation. So uh, to do that, let's actually look at the two contrasts or the differences of mankind. If we could please have the next slide, Kat. Next slide. There is now no condemnation. Can you please stop? Stop. Stop. Okay. There is now no condemnation for those who are in Christ. There is now no condemnation. We're going to look at two states. The natural man and the spiritual man. Okay. So you've got the natural man. And you've got the spiritual man. So the natural man is number one. Click. Thank you. <laughs> I'll, give you I'll, I'll give you a nod or I'll give you a, I'll give you a cat. Don't say cat. Okay. The natural man. The natural man is, is in a state of condemnation. He is doomed. Like the catamaran that I bought, it was in a state of being condemned. To be done away with. Or like an old building that has been condemned. Done away with. We were un- the natural man is under a position of judgment, a place of judgment. It's hard for us to accept, I know, but God's word is pretty clear. This is the state of the natural man. He is in a state of condemnation, a state of judgment. Romans 6.23 says, For the wages of sin is death. When you go to work, you get paid at the end of the week, don't you? You work all week and, you, and then you earn at the end of the week your wages. You don't get paid at the beginning of the week and then do your work. So it's very, very clear. The wages of sin is death. That is condemnation. That is the natural man. Cross the line of faith to the spiritual man and things change a fair bit. Free from condemnation. Click. He has been delivered 
after crossing the line of faith. Our text in Romans 8 verse 1 actually declares it. There is now no condemnation for those that are in Christ, for no condemnation. The debt has been paid, cancelled, removed, gone. Jesus has stepped in and said, no, 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 Father, not this one. I paid for this one. This one's mine. Come with me. The debt has been cancelled. You are free from guilt, free from the guilt of the life you once lived as a natural man. The things that you've done, the things that you've said, free from shame. We carry shame at times in our hearts, but you are free from that as a spiritual man. There is no condemnation. You are free from judgment. No longer will you be judged as a natural man. You are now spiritual and forgiven. And there is no condemnation or judgment on you anymore. You are free from debt. Free from the debt. Free from the wages of sin. And when we realize from what we've actually been freed of, we see the whole world in a completely different light. I have been freed from death itself. Eternal death. My debt has been paid. And underneath that realization, the world can throw anything, anything at us. And we can turn to the, to the world and we can say, yeah, yeah, yeah. No, no. But God has freed me from all of my debt. I am now under no condemnation. Oh, what a beautiful truth. What a beautiful reality that we live under that no condemnation. Free from a world that tells you you're just not smart enough. You're not rich enough. You're not powerful enough. You're not pretty enough. You're not buff enough. Whatever world, you say what you like. Because you know what? I am more than a conqueror through Christ who strengthens me and empowers me because I sit in a stand in a place of no condemnation because I have crossed the line of faith and my debt has been cancelled and gone forever. How awesome is that? That is the state of the spiritual man. Number two, the natural man is in a position of disconnection. The mind and the heart of the natural man are in a place of separation from God, our creator. We don't even want to think about him too much, really. God, what well, God? Oh, it's all that hocus pocus. In fact, in this place, the natural man doesn't even want to acknowledge that God exists. We look for answers outside of God in this natural state. We look for answers in self-help books. New age thinking, get some crystals, put that on my dashboard of my car, that'll save me. Okay, maybe get a dream catcher, hang that from a mirror. Maybe other faith systems, we look into Eastern religions and other faiths. All of this is apart from God, our Creator. We are disconnected from our Creator. Cross the line of faith and the spiritual man, boom. He is now in a position of what? Devotion. A place of personal friendship 
is what the Bible tells us. A personal friendship, a personal love and a personal devotion with the creator of all things, God himself. Being free from the position of condemnation, no more judgment and doom is not just a freedom from debt, but a freedom and the beginning of a divine friendship. It is not just about, well, I have no more debt. No, no, no. You've not only moved out of debt and no, and no more judgment, you're actually now into a position of relationship and personal relationship with God himself. It's not just about freeing you from debt. It's about coming into a relationship with him. How amazing is that? We just prayed before. The creator of all things will listen to me. Listen to me and what I have to say and what I think. The same hands that just went and the stars and the galaxies just happened. He's just there and he wants to talk to me and have a personal relationship with me and for, and for each and every one of us. <laughs> the older I get, I'm not that old. And yes, I colour my hair, right? Okay. The older I get, the more and more I realise just how incredible incredible and huge and massive my God is. I I don't ever pray, God, don't ever allow me to take that for granted. Who you are and what you have done. Young people, he is amazing. He is huge. He is massive. But he, you know what? He loves you and he loves your heart and he wants a relationship with you, with you. And he loves you. Romans 5:10 says this for since our friendship was well, since our friendship with God was restored by the death of his son while we were still yet his enemies we will certainly be saved through the life of his son here's the kicker so now we can rejoice in our wonderful new relationship with God because our Lord Jesus Christ has made us friends of God we are now friends with him. Number three, the position of the natural man is in a position of danger. You're standing in the courtroom. The sentence has been passed down. Fate has been sealed. The price needs to be paid. And the scriptures are very clear. You, the natural man is in a position of danger. 1, 2 Peter 3, 7, By the same word, the present heavens and earth are reserved for fire, being kept for the day of judgment and destruction of the ungodly. Sounds pretty dangerous to me. But crossing the line of faith, the spiritual man is now in a position of defense, of safety. I have the ultimate defender who will watch over me and keep me safe for all the days of my life, from not just this earth, but into the new earth and the new heavens and the new earth for all eternity. Will never, ever let me go. He is my defender. But the gift of God is eternal life in Christ Jesus our Lord. What harm can come to us who are free from the condemnation and judgment and the friends of the one and only God? He is our guide and our protector. Hallelujah. Hallelujah, what an incredible position we are. So, okay, one side of the ledger, natural man. You're doomed, you're disconnected, you're in danger. <laughs> Great. Okay, the third, on the spiritual side, you are now delivered, forgiven, 
pardoned in relationship and a position of defence and safety with God. That is what no condemnation means. As a young guy, I always struggled with that concept. Condemnation, condemnation, what does this mean? Does does that clear up a little bit? Make life a little easier? So now back to the original text, right? There is now no condemnation for those who are in Christ Jesus. In Christ. In Christ Jesus. In Christ. If you're anything, again, like me, this concept of being in Christ is a little bit of a mystery to understand. Now, Paul actually uses the term in the NIV Bible, in Christ, 89 times. So I guess it's something we should probably take notice of. In Christ. So Christ is in his believers by his spirit and the believers are in Christ by faith. Now I have a little bit of an illustration for you to try to explain to you this concept of being in Christ, yeah? You want to say it? Still. Don't say no, because I'm, I'm doing it anyway. Okay, cool. Do I see? No, we don't want to see it, Arne. Oh, okay, great. Just <laughs> go with me on this. Thank you. You, <laughs> you had me at hello, right? Okay. Okay, this is you. This is you. Okay, going through life, this is you. Doing the best you can, trying to work it out. Now we know that in in Genesis 3, sin entered the world. Through what? Through one man. Okay, Romans 5.12 says it, it entered the world through one man. Okay, Adam. And you now find yourself in a position of being... You are now in sin. That's you, in sin. Trying to work it out, trying to get through life, trying to do the best you can. goes one step further. We actually have a sin nature inside of us. Romans 6, 6 tells us we are actually ruled by sin and we are even goes to the point of actually saying we are slaves of sin. So sin is actually now not only sin is in you and you are born in sin. You have a sinful nature inside of you. The natural man we talked about. You're doing the best you can. You're trying to work it out. You're trying to find all the answers. Okay? Reading all the self-help books. Checking out all the other stuff, people say to you, oh, that's okay. You know, your identity, okay, is defined by how you look. It's okay. Go get some counselling, you'll be fine. You know, you'll work it out, it's going to be okay. But you continue to sin. And you know, well, this is not fair, I can't help it, I keep doing the wrong thing. I, 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 I act wrong, I, I say the wrong, I go, I, 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 well then stop sinning. But you can't, you can't. Because sin is inside of you and you are born in sin. Tough. But then what happens? 
Jesus. This is actually our identity. Sinful nature. Born in sin. Jesus, God's son, enters the world. The perfect sacrifice for all mankind. A sinless perfect sacrifice comes in. And we have this incredible encounter with God. And we suddenly find ourselves just amazing. And just like just like uh, second two, 2 Romans 5, 17 says, You are a new creation in Christ. 2 Corinthians, Corinthians 5.17. What did I say? Thank you. There's no second Romans. 2 Corinthians 5... That's all right. The book according to Arn, okay? Why not? Yeah, it would have been good. Not. <laughs> that, that's in the AIV. The Arn International Version. Yeah. 2 Corinthians 5.17 says, You are a new creation in Christ. The old has come, the new has gone. You are brand new. You are now in Christ. How amazing is that? You've had this incredible encounter. Unbelievable. You are in Christ. Hidden with him in Christ. You have, you have put your faith and your hope in him. One step further. You still have a sinful nature inside of you. Guess what? He takes your sinful nature and replaces that with his spirit. How amazing is that? So you are now in Christ. Christ in you. And there you are. Christ in you. You are in Christ. He has put his spirit in you. Sealed by the Holy Spirit. Ephesians 1. Sealed by the sign of the Holy Spirit. And now an heir to all the promises of God. How amazing is that? You are in Christ. Go one step further. One step I know. In God. Colossians 3.3. You are now in Christ who is in God. And there you are. Can you see yourself in there? There you are. A brand new creation. In Christ. Christ in you. In God. Brand new. Never ever change again. Nothing will ever change. You are perfect. In the eyes of Christ, you are completely forgiven. But, you, but then you go to yourself, I still have bad days. I still struggle. It's okay. Habitual sin. Things that I can't just, just swimming around in my head. I, you know, it's, it's okay. I've covered you. I am now your protector. I have, I have, you are no longer condemned. You are now perfect because you are in Christ, Christ in you and God in you. And you know what? Guess what? He is now your foundation on the rock in which I stand. He goes before me and he goes after me and he goes before me. He watches over me. Come on! Like, are you what? In Christ! In Christ. Walks beside me. Walks beside me. Everywhere. All around me. It's just so awesome. It's so awesome. What a comfort and what an amazing journey. Hey? Can I just say, if there's anyone in this room that has not experienced that incredible freedom, can I please encourage you to investigate that? Come and speak to any of us here today. 
what is involved in crossing that line of faith, surrendering my heart and putting my faith in Christ that died for, died for you and died for all of us. What an amazing truth. Next slide, please. That is my new identity. I am a bride of Christ. I am a friend of Christ. I am also a servant, a child. I am now adopted into his family. I am an ambassador for Christ, an image-bearer and ambassador. And I go out and declare the good news and the greatness and the truth that is through Christ and what he has done. And also, I am an alien in this world because I am now different. I am set apart, a royal priesthood. Oh, wow. What an amazing, I think, reminder. We are in the fingerprint of God. Do you like that? I like it. I liked it so much, I actually printed up a whole stack of them. So anyone who would like one, a little gift from me to you, as a reminder of your identity in Christ. It is a fingerprint. That is that. Is that. Sorry, is this my fingerprint? No, God's. This is God's yeah, fingerprint. That's my <laughs> Sorry, I didn't hear the question. Is that a fingerprint? Yes, it is. Yes, it is. Absolutely. It's my fingerprint. <laughs> As a new creation. As a new creation. So what is my response to that? What am I called to do? Okay. Now that I know my position and my identity in Christ, what am I called to do? What is my response? When Jesus was speaking to his disciples in in John 15, verses 4 and 5, he says this, Remain in me, as I also remain in you. No branch can bear fruit by itself. It must remain in the vine, and neither can you bear fruit unless you remain in me. Who is the vine? I am the vine, says Jesus. You are the branches. If you remain in me and I in you, you will bear much fruit. But apart from me, you can do nothing. Staying connected to the vine is the absolute key to our life as believers. The true vine, the true vine of Christ. Our new identity in Christ is our connection to him. We cannot bear fruit on our own. It is absolutely impossible. I brought, I brought a branch. And I, I pulled over up the, up the street coming to church and, Joe, and Joe's like, what are you doing? I'm going, nothing, just getting a branch. This is you. This is me. Now, Do you think, with all of us here in the room, if we tried really, really, really hard and really thought about it really hard, we could maybe get some fruit to grow in here? Maybe we could sticky-take an orange to it or maybe a banana or something to it. Hmm. Maybe Maybe if this is me, maybe I could try really, really hard myself. Just think about it. Fruit. It won't happen. In fact, what happens eventually to this branch, now it's disconnected from its tree, it will eventually wither and die. And it won't produce the fruit for which it was designed to do. So what does Jesus say? 
Galatians 5.22 says, But the fruit of the Spirit is love, is joy, is peace, forbearance, which is patience, kindness, goodness, faithfulness. These are the fruits. Staying connected, gentleness, self-control. Against these things and such things there is no law. Go for your life, guys. Those who belong to Christ Jesus have crucified the flesh with its passions and desires since we live by the Spirit of Christ living in us. Let us keep in step with the Spirit, the spiritual man, and with Christ. These are walked out by staying connected to the vine. How do you stay connected to the vine? Good step. Maybe a good first step. Isn't that part of what being in a relationship is all about? Having a chat? God reveals himself through his word. Is your Bible just collecting dust on the side of your bedside cabinet? Oh yeah, it's not going to jump out of the bedside cabinet and open itself and go, oh yeah. Reach across, grab it, read it. Start connecting with God. Connect to the vine. Because you're trying to do it on your own. How much fruit are you going to produce? Zip. This is how you do it. Stay connected to God. Stay connected to Jesus through his spirit driving us to produce fruit. And the very first fruit of the spirit is what? Love. Love. The disciples asked Jesus and said, what's the greatest... Actually, one of the Pharisees, one of the, one of the church leaders at the time, came to Jesus and said, so teacher, what is the greatest commandment? And what did Jesus say? Love the Lord your God. Love the Lord your God with all your heart, with all your soul, with all your mind, with all your strength. And the second, love your neighbor as yourself. That is what we are called to do, love. Love. Who is my neighbor? My very first neighbor is my wife. Love her like Christ loved the church so that I could present her blameless. Love and honor and cherish her. Who's my my further neighbor? My children sitting right here today. They're my neighbors. Love and raise them in the knowledge and the fear of Jesus and know that their Savior loves them and wants a relationship with them. That is my neighbor, you guys. And then my further neighbors, you guys, you guys, everyone. You're all my neighbor. And guess what? I'm your neighbor too. Come on. Lovansky. Lovansky. I know. It's not my fruit, by the way. It's Jesus' fruit through me, through his spirit, producing it through me. As my habitual sin dies and is gone and continues to die away, the fruit inside of me will continue to come out. The world will see it in me as I, become, as I am a strong image bearer of Christ and love those around me. I will be the salt and the light with Jesus Christ's spirit working through me. The salt and the light giving flavor to the world that only it can bring. And it is only in his strength, in his strength only, and to his glory 
May his kingdom come now and forevermore. In Jesus' name we pray. Let us go forward and do that together as a family, empowered, connected to the vine, as we show all of these fruits of the Spirit, as they grow in each and every one of us. Praise God for what you have done. In Jesus' name, the name that is above every other name. The name of Jesus. Amen. 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 Guys, what, what Arne's just done, has he, he has laid the foundation of, of the very faith that we stand on. Mm. So what I want us to do, we're just gonna, if you need to go, that's cool, but Arne's just poured something out here and, and, he's, and he's created a platform of which I feel that we need to respond to in, in some manner. Mm. So Jay's just going to play, and if you need to go, that's cool, but I just want us, if, if we just all stand for a moment. Arne has just built the and, and laid a foundation of, of, as Christians, the very beginning of the most incredible walk that we could ever begin to walk. A journey that is beyond anything we'll ever know. So let's just go back into it to a little piece of worship. But I want to just ask if, if you don't know what Arne was talking about, if this understanding of Christ is, has, has never, ever been heard to you before, then won't you, won't you come forward and just chat with Aunt? That God puts something on, on, on people's hearts because it's for somebody. Aunt didn't just come up with this message. God was showing him something for somebody. And the other thing I want to say is that if there's, if there's people here who feel lost in this walk, if you feel like you haven't, you, you've been on this journey for some time but nothing's broken, that that... that that you feel like you are still in that sin. That sin, man, is gone, is dead. You are one with Christ, one with the Spirit, one Spirit that can't be removed. So, Heavenly Father, we just thank you, Lord God. Father, we thank you that you speak to us now, God. Jesus, we thank you that you came and you drank that cup that you took our sin, Father, that you removed that sin, man, from us. God, that you gave us your spirit. That you journey with us in this place, Father. That in this world that's so lost and hurting, Father, you give us a light, God, a lantern unto our feet, Lord, a place to walk when there's nowhere else to walk, Father. That everything that we do, Father, we do because you give it to us, God. I really feel like there's somebody here who, who, who needs prayer in this area. So once you just start to come forward, if there is something that you need prayer for, if this, if this journey is, is hurting, if you feel like this, this sin man is still ruling your life, if you don't feel like, like you have the freedom in who God is. If you, if you don't know who God is, why don't you just come forward? Not because we need people at the front, but because that, that walk that you'll make is saying, God, I, I want to respond to this. And it's okay.
this morning before I preached, God was speaking through people that, that walls will be broken down. If those walls, if you feel those walls are still there, why don't you come forward? Jesus, Jesus, Jesus. Jesus, 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 reign in this place. You reign in this place. Your kingdom come here. Your kingdom come here, God. Jesus, 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 Jesus. Just declare your name in every heart here, Father. Jesus, your name. That every wall that still stands be broken in Jesus' name. Every heart that's lost and wandering be found in Jesus' name. Every person hurting and broke here this morning be healed in Jesus' name. That pain, suffering, and torment you leave now in Jesus' name. Done in every heart here. 